everything welcome back to what's our show called again the two guys no cup podcast it is wednesday april 10th i've lost all track of space and time the next two weeks to two months god willing just a blur just a massive days in the blues have won two to one in their first playoff game how you feeling how's the heart rate it's calmed it's calmed down Oh, that Tyler Bozak goal was too much for my brain to handle. Folks, I cannot communicate to you. Like, I, I'm i the crazy guy on the show. I get mm-hmm. that. I know my role. It's well-defined. That's fine. I'm down with it. But I cannot communicate to you what watching a game with Ian Peters is like. <laughs> a playoff game. Not just... He's not yeah, regular. Crazy, yeah, yeah. But, like... I swear to God, for the final, let's be fair, like two minutes, three Mm. minutes of this competition, he was sat on my couch with his legs folded into his chest like a human pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) I was presenting you my butt. (laughs) And the noises you made and the pitch. With yeah. your voice, people would be surprised by the pitches you can reach. <laughs> it was a dog high, whistle. Ah, <laughs> oh, what an experience. If you ever get the opportunity, I strongly encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um, Five bucks. <laughs> start just charging people mm. to watch games with us. You know, it's not the worst idea. Yeah. We'll call some people and ask about events. Who's liking all of our tweets right now? Vince is done with your shit. Only the Vince, finest people. Vince, we know your real name. We're not going to reveal it on air, but if you keep liking our shit during our podcast and distracting me, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we, uh, why do we, where do we start? We want to start with this game? Yeah, top of the game, top of the morning. <sighs> it feels like hours ago. I've, I, I held out today. This Today, mm-hmm. I was never in, like, I was never fully in, like, oh, shit, there's a playoff game tonight mm-hmm. feeling. I was just kind of like, okay, 
I'm chill. I'm making through. <laughs> I'm pushing through. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. And then 7 o'clock rolled around, and we were deep in the shit. Man, playoff games always start the same. Mm-hmm. Just balls to the walls. Both teams, just especially the home team, obviously, just going fucking ass deep in the physicality, <laughs> like immediately, every game. Mm-hmm. And I love it, but it also scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And so well, it wasn't even like a minute in, was mm-hmm. it, that Mark Scheifele, Scheifele, I'm never comfortable pronouncing that name, <laughs> just friggin' railroad, railroads Jordan Bennington. Was he trying to get around him? I think he was trying to get between him and the net. I think but so. Like, like, I don't think he was trying to murder him, yeah, necessarily. But where do you think Bennington's gonna go? Yeah, but he also didn't try very hard not oh, to murder no, him. Oh, no, no. So, obviously, Braden Shin, who was close by, took issue. And thank God he was on the ice, because we know how other Blues' history of taking issue with things are. And the Blues <laughs> got the power play, which is funny, because when uh, Vince Dunn... No, not Vince Dunn. Robbie Fabry? Got assaulted by Corey Crawford. We did not get the power play. So three years later, turnabout is fair play. Thank goodness. Um, That how did that power play look? Oh, very bad. In fact, it looked like poop emojis. Lots of poop emojis. Awfulness. In fact, it looked bad all night. Spoiler alert: just not great. Um, That's got to be better next game. (laughs) It's got to be. It has to be. We won the game. We won by a goal. But 0 for 3 on the power play, just can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we've talked a lot about Craig Berube. I'm not going to go down that road again. I make no illusions that he will not be our head coach next season at this juncture. Um, But that is the one thing. Like For the most part, I'm fine with it. That's the one thing that really concerns me about him is our power play. Not looking good. And what is Vince Dunn not doing on that top power mm. play unit? Especially, why, why do they always have, like, Perron and or Tarasenko Steen manning or the somebody, It's like yeah. the defensemen are better at doing that job. I hate that And it's not it's like Steen's firing one-timers mm. from there all the time, or that Steen is especially good at firing long shots if he has the opportunity. <laughs> I don't know that they're square peg into a round hole scenario where every team does four forwards and one defenseman now it seems like and it's like but if you have two better defensemen just use both of them yeah and i'd rather see if if you're gonna do four forwards and one defenseman i'd rather see Dunn out there than Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. like it's and it's not even tarasenko doesn't have a friggin' slap shot so like what are you doing it's just... all it's always him gathering the puck at the blue line and if they give enough space like skating in towards the dot but i'm like I don't know. Never it it just looks kind of eh. Yeah, so power play looked bad. Our second unit looked better than our first, I have to say, mm-hmm. though. First always looked like they could not even get in the zone. Second looked like they had figured it out, but namely that was because there was 30 seconds left in the power play, and I think the Jets <laughs> just didn't care anymore. Yeah, so that power play ended. Uh, it was kind of back and forth on eventful hockey. Um for most of the rest of the period, and I was commenting to you how it really doesn't even feel like playoff hockey until it does. Mm-hmm. And for the most of this first period, like, I mean, it was a hot start, but then it kind of settled into a groove, and you're like, man, this doesn't feel that different. Yeah. And then 13-28 into the first Ooh. period, it felt very different when Patrick Laine awoken, 
awakened from his week year long slumber. His season long slumber he woke up and he (laughs) shot a puck past Jordan Bennington. Uh, Really what happened is Brian Little pulled up from the goal line uh, against the board and he was untouched by the defenseman, but also those same defenders were not collapsing on the passing lane to keep the wide open pass from Patrick Laine blocked off in any way, so he made that pass, and Laine sweep it, sweeped in, swept in, and even as... <laughs> Swooped. <laughs> even as cold as Laine has been since potting five goals on us back in December or whatever it was, he is not missing from there, and he beat Jordan Bennington. And it mm-hmm. was one nothing. Was that a power play goal? I don't think it was. No, I don't believe so. I think they only had one power yeah, and it play. Was much later, and they didn't score on it. Um, Bennington almost had that puck. It looked like he was pretty darn yeah, close. I, mean, I, don't, I certainly don't blame him for not getting mm. it either. But yeah, I mean, he it wasn't that bad. It was just you know, it's line A being line A. Um, what are you thinking as the first period draws to a close? Um. I thought that this kind of looked like previous years when we played the Hawks, like in Chicago, where it looked like we were the Blues were present on the ice. They were there. They didn't look necessarily bad, mm-hmm. but they didn't really look like they were doing anything either. Uh-huh. They were just kind of the other team that was losing, yeah. and it was... A little unnerving to watch because it was like I've seen this before. One nothing. You can, you're still in this game, of course. But in my head, I'm like, we are not in this game. <laughs> That's so I'm true. that defeated inside already. It's so true. I did not expect this. Me pouring water into a cup. Ooh, some fully work to sound as very much like pouring anything into anything always sounds like. So sorry for the DSMR there. And people all over the world are saying, sure, water into a cup. I'm very boring. It is water. It's, it's lukewarm water. <laughs> um, yeah, so I felt the same way. It's just felt like one of those, well, we're going to be able to say we were in it, mm-hmm. but it's not going to go our way. Yeah, they always fan favorite. Like, guys, we were so close. We were in it the whole time. Next game, we go either way. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we confirm, right. we confirm that suspicion uh, with another god-awful power play to start the second period. They're so bad. Um, Darren Pang made a point that their wingers do a really good job, or at least their two forwards on the penalty kill do a really good job of just hounding the defenseman when the puck gets to the blue line, just Mm. like no space, no time, making sure they got to make a quick pass, which either ends up being the shittiest pass ever and they get it out, or it's no pass and is blocked. Um, First period, too, and especially in the second, the Jets did a really good job blocking passes on the penalty kill, five on five, uh, blocking shots did a really good job. I think as the game went on, though, it seemed like it opened up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um... It opened up very quickly after this power play because there was a two-on-one opportunity uh, between Par Lindholm and Kyle Connor, our favorite Winnipeg Valley girl. Yeah! <laughs> and Lindholm dished it to Connor, who got absolutely fucking robbed mm. by Jordan Bennington, uh. to which he said, as if! <laughs> um, 
you know, I for, I had forgotten about this play actually, but the in hindsight, the entire momentum of this game mm. swings on that save. We oh. do not win this game if Jordan Bennington doesn't make that save. Um, yeah, I mean it was just, I mean it was exceptional. Yeah. we got over. I thought that was a goal for sure. He, I, I, so with him, I obviously know he's not going to stay like a sub two goals against. Mm-hmm. Like, 9.30 save percentage guy yeah. for the rest of his career. But the more I watch him, the less worry, the less I see anything that indicates that he's going to have some huge drop-off either. Mm. You know, he just he seems to... He's not a guy that flops around in the net mm-hmm. the way, no offense, but Jake Allen can be when he's... Even when he's doing really well, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's kind of the spectacular, like, I'm going to go from post to post, but <laughs> not going to look real Snake. pretty. Um, but... Uh, a lot. I mean, and there are a lot of goalies. Matt Murray's a lot like that, you know. Mm-hmm. As when he's really good, he's super athletic and he can get to anything. But when he's not on, it's just like oh, woof, you know. And I don't, I don't see a lot of that in Bennington's game. I mean, experts on goaltending might disagree with me, but I haven't heard any of them disagree with me. Yeah, he seems to really be willing to occupy like a, a high area in the slot he seems to be aggressive at attacking pucks and you know taking out lanes and and i kind of like seeing that after years of and i'm not just shitting on allen because halak was exactly the Mm. same way years of guys who kind of sat back in their net and waited for the game to come to them and even elliot too i liked elliot but he was definitely a guy that sat way back in the crease a lot of the time It's that confidence. It's that confidence that Jordan Bennington has. Man, he did not look shaken at all in this game. You know, they go after him right away. Because, let's, I mean, Shifley's going after him. And I can't blame him. That, you know, why not? It's your rookie goaltender, first playoff game ever in the NHL. Take a, take a little run. See if you can get in his head. Especially with the day he's probably had, which we'll discuss yeah. briefly later if we have to. But yeah, no, yeah, and I mean, it's you. You could most certainly see how maybe this would be like a crumbling moment for him, but like, and the they wide out, the they frigging... booed him every time he touched the puck, which mm. was interesting enough. Um, yeah, but he he held strong the whole time, and I was impressed with a number of saves he made, and even just some routine saves where it's like, man, that's a a high danger shot. That, like, you know, it's into your pads, but to be able to cover it up, to be able to have, like, the wherewithal to find it in this, like, big arena in this big setting and just, boop, cover it up, no big deal. I was I was very impressed. Yeah, Paul Maurice, the Jets coach, after the game was making the comment about how there were a lot of saves by both goalies that didn't necessarily, necessarily look spectacular on TV, but when you were up close, you could tell they were really high-danger opportunities, mm-hmm. and I think... That's really true. Bennington had just a hell of a game, and we'll get to a couple more saves he made, at least one more that really mm-hmm. determined the game. Um, not Sometime later in the period, I didn't think to mark the time, Maroon took a high stick from Dmitry Kulikov. It sounds right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was our third unanswered <laughs> power play opportunity, and you... Especially, but we were both kind of like, you've just, you've got... You have to... To score, or at the very least, do something. Yeah, 
at least gain the momentum back and like be all over them in the power play, but it just never happened this game. And they, their penalty kill regular season was like twenty seventh in the league. Like it's really bad. The Jets. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. You've got to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, and we did not. I feel like they. <laughs> I feel like they can if they this, still if they keep was... playing that aggressive. You can make adjustments if they're gonna make if that's the game they're gonna play on the penalty kill. You can make adjustments to get it by them real quick and have like four guys down low on two mm-hmm. people. Yeah, this was this was the best of our power plays. I think no, yeah, the best, but it still wasn't. It matched the great. Blues. They slowly started rolling as the game went along. I yeah. think the crowd calming down, the Blues getting some hits in there. I feel like the Jets became a little less physical as the game went on, and that mm-hmm. kind of helped the Blues play their game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so the third period came around, and at this point, I'm really not feeling. It. <laughs> I'll be um, honest; I'm checked out. I was wait, you know, we were we were both kind of waiting throughout the game for that sort of makeup call, you know, mm. just because. Oh yeah. Even if it's not fair or not, even if all the calls you make are fair, refs hate when teams have like wildly uneven power plays in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and so. You know, three nothing. You were looking at it, and there eventually was one on a, I think, a cross check by was it Bozak? Might have been. Yeah, I think it was um, Bozak. And I don't think it was like a non penalty. No, I mean he definitely a, gave him a cross check. But in a more like kind of back and forth, even playoff game, maybe they overlooked that one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean the Blues kill looked fine. I think. Oh I yeah. You know. And against a power play that was top ten in the league, so mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, Dustin Bufflin at early in the third got away on a break that he shouldn't have gotten away on. And again, Bennington stood tall and saved it with all 260 pounds of Dustin Bufflin barreling in towards him. Can you imagine just what watching that must be uh, like? That boy is thick. Three <laughs> C's. boy. Um... The Blues then equalized, which I did think at this point we didn't expect. <laughs> you said it with such surprise. <laughs> even even looking back on it, it Whoa. surprised me. I didn't know this was. I didn't realize Perron scored in the third. For some reason, I thought it was in the second. Nope, it wow. was early in the third, but it was the third. That third period felt like a eternity. <laughs> Especially between this and the final goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Perron scored his first of the postseason. Uh, Pareko and Sunquist got the assist. This was also the 1,000th Blues playoff goal in their 50-year franchise history, Ooh. which... Quick math is an average of how many per year? 20 per year? No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not great. Because it <laughs> a also lot of first means... round ex- exits. Yep. Um, <laughs> See ya. How do you have a thousand playoff goals and no Stanley Cups? You'd think when you hit a thousand, they just give you like a little honorary They've one. They've one did per thousand. That's a good tweet. Re- it, it read well. Retube fact, yeah. It did not. Uh, it did not speak well. I, but, I don't speak um, too good. <laughs> Sunquist won the faceoff here. It went back to Pareko. Pareko made a nice backhand pass, and Perron took honestly kind of a nothing burger, shitty floaty boy shot through the uh, through just a lane of traffic, and it mm. somehow didn't hit anybody and also didn't hit Connor Hellebuck and went into the <laughs> net and it was one to one. 
the Blues had tied it. Thoughts on that goal? Uh, it looked kind of like it was a set play. They highlighted a lot that Perron and Preko were talking right at the beginning uh, before the faceoff. And when they won, that's when Preko dropped it to Perron to fire it from the point. So it looked like it was something Perron was trying to get through to Preko for them to try, and it worked out. I agree. <laughs> As he chews on ice. <laughs> ice cold. It's very cold, this ice. Um, yeah, I think it was a good... It was a good organized play. David Perron has played in 57 postseason games, 58, mm-hmm. counting last night. How many postseason goals do you think he has? Oh, not many. It's like, with this one, I bet it's like nine. Oh, it's five. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, because I was going to make that point. So no one say Perron didn't contribute this postseason, although you can say it if he does no more things. Because <laughs> that was always, other than the other than the offensive zone penalties, which he's cleaned up a little bit, that was always the gripe on Perron was him. that he just disappeared. Can you, in those, can you see when the five goals were scored? Yep. How many oh. of those were against Vancouver <laughs> when he was here in 2009? Um. Only one. Oh, really? But it was one in four games. Okay. And then it was one the following year in nine games. And it was one with Anaheim and one with Vegas. So he scored two postseason goals here until this season. I remember at least that he <laughs> looked had, good in um, 09. Nine total points with the Blues? Oh, wait. I forgot his last season. Ten total points with the Blues in 2030. NHL postseason yeah. games. So, Not yeah. known for the playoff Not contributions. Great David. He was 39 with the Penguins for half a season. Mm. <laughs> um, did he change his Twitter handle? One wonders. Anyway, he scored an equalizer. And from then on, you know, I think the boys had most of the momentum. Yeah, they I had the... looked it up on the natural stat t- trick. I don't even know if they have postseason stats, but we'll find out. Oh, probably. They definitely had the Corsi 4. They had the puck way more. Um, the Jets were on their heels. I mean, it's a tie game, and I really thought at home the Jets would not fold. They go, okay, tie game, let's just bring it to them. We've got the crowd behind us. You know, we've got the home ice advantage. But I was really surprised to watch them sort of fall back a lot and just a 1-1 tie, but granted, it was the third period. But, yeah, for most of the period, it was all blues. Yeah, we had uh, 62.5% of the Corsi in the mm-hmm. third period, so we definitely had the real control. Uh, the heat map, which we'll tweet out, also very telling. The Blues got in tight a lot more than the Jets were allowed to, which obviously helps Bennington and Hurts Hellebuck. Uh, but it also, I mean, it never really felt like we were knocking on the door especially to score mm-hmm. Bozak got a couple opportunities that looked good and it started to build and they started to skate up front yeah but um when the goal came that won the game it did kind of catch me off guard a little yeah. bit uh, maroon was fighting ha- hard along the boards and just a shout out to patrick maroon he lost his grandfather earlier today so condolences to him and his family but also Friggin' monster during oh, this yeah. game. Um, that third line, that whole line, Bozak, Maroon, and Thomas, were great throughout mm-hmm. the game. Have been great, really, since they united. But uh, oof, what a beast Maroon was this game. And he paid it off by uh, fighting through traffic along the boards behind the net. And he made a pass. I'm sorry, I'm trying to fight off his knees. <laughs> he made a pass to 
uh, Bozak backhanded from not quite the trapezoid, but near there behind the net. And you can see on the, like, the slow motion replay that he took, like, the briefest, like, one second head fake to the mm-hmm. side to actually see anything. And then he just hits this backhanded pass. He's got more stick skill and, like, playmaking skill than he gets. Yeah, he's got for. some silky mitts. Uh, and Hellebuck. I don't even know if he sees this shot before it's, like, behind him. He's fully standing. He's not really in position. Um, Bozak, Bozak, Bozak took a shot high to the blocker side and beat Helly, Helly, Helly Buck. Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> kinda. Hella sucks. <laughs> um, not, not exactly, but I do think with some of the saves he made, and they were good saves, there were a few that rolled by him a little bit, and he got bailed out by his defenseman. He definitely oh, you think he sucks dick. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> he definitely appears beatable. I mean, I guess they were saying his stats down the stretch here into the playoffs were really good, best of the season for him. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't Which is look funny because his team was at their worst. Yeah, he didn't look that comfortable back there on some of those shots. So I mean, if the Blues can keep pounding away in front of them, they might have something. I think that's fair. Uh, late final minutes. This, of course started going the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I mean, so they pulled their goalie with probably two minutes left. Yeah. That's when you started pretzeling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't think they didn't, we got, we cleared it a lot. Yeah. And I don't think oh, they really like mounted pressure icings. until that final, like 30 second period. But that was enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, finally, with about 12 seconds left, a puck gets over to Mark Scheifel and he has a, Wide open opportunity. Should bury it. No problem. Bennington somehow gets over with man, oh man. absolute credit to Bennington, but I still think Scheifel must just not have taken a very good shot to not beat him because he, if he elevated that, he mm. easily should have gone bar down or, or less oh, than that. Oh, bar down. Um, but he did not, and uh, he poked away at it while... Um, Bennington was in kind of the the coffin pose, the mummy <laughs> pose, whatever that's called. And Steen, Alex Steen, who has a sizable bald spot now, sh- shout out <laughs> to our personal hairline analyst, Justin Horniker. Uh, he has a sizable <laughs> bald spot. And uh, he was just giving it to Shire. Oh, yeah, they he went beast mode. It. I guess especially after he already laid out Bennington, they weren't going to put oh, up yeah. with that again. Uh, and that was kind of it, you know. I mean, we did we win the final face? Oh, I don't think we did. Yeah, no, we, we did. We sent it, it down. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the end of it. And we won two to one. Uh, there was apparently I didn't catch much of it, but there was apparently a fracas, a Donnie Brook mm. of sorts, a <laughs> supposedly a uh, fist uh, to Steen's face um, after the game. And there is a terrific gif which we've already retweeted of. Um, Craig Berube shouting "fuck you" at the Winnipeg bench while awkwardly <laughs> waddling away on the ice yep. because of their shitty arena not having tunnels behind their own benches because it's too damn small. Which I get that they're you're not building a big arena for Winnipeg human beings, mm-hmm. but you can't build it big enough to have like two dressing rooms for the players the on the ice. Place. Do you remember speaking of like people giving it to the bench? You remember, you remember when Polak's door was opened against the uh-huh. Sharks, but do you also remember 
Saboka dropping Dominic Moore like I do oh vaguely, on yeah, the side yeah, yeah. for like kind of like no reason. I still kind of remember him <laughs> just like throwing when Dominic Moore had no idea what the fuck was going on, <laughs> and then he like held him down on the ice and he was like, yelling up at him. But then when Saboka went by the Sharks bench, I always remember him kind of mouthing that and kind of giving him like a what I can't hear you sort of crap. And mm. I was like, ooh, I love it. Oh, I love it. What happened to him in Russia? Then he was fun. Ever he, <laughs> he did was, that. He did that. He was so great. I mean, not great, but he was the ideal kind of what Sunquist is now. He was mm-hmm. like the ideal third liner who could yeah. play up in a pinch. And then he left, and nothing happened. And we will always remember him that way. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, he was just our feisty. He didn't go to Buffalo and turn into nothing. Slo- Slovakian, Czech. Some something weird. Yeah, <laughs> one of the one of them weird ones. Um, yeah, he never came back, and he's happy in Russia. I'm sure yeah, he's in a better place. <sighs> Ryan O'Reilly's on this team. Good mm-hmm. for him. Good for him. I thought Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Shen. I've I saw their names out there. O'Reilly rang one off the post. Tarasenko had one that almost went by. Hellebuck there, but I thought that the Jets did a really good job shutting the top line down, but I do think that's where our sort of depth came through. I mean, you got a goal from Perron. I don't know if you consider him depth, but that's a guy we, you know, reacquired. You got a goal from Bozak we acquired this summer. You got goals from your second and third line. Fourth line, I thought, was relatively noticeable. Barbashev had a few different attempts where I think some of his passes were good ideas, but they didn't work out. But, I mean, he had the puck. They had opportunities. So I thought most of our lines showed up for better, you know, better yeah, or worse. Yeah, I think so for sure. I think the you will want the first line to play a bigger role going forward, but they weren't dogging it or anything. Mm-hmm. They were fine. You just want them to show up on the score sheet. Tyler Bozak has now six goals in 19 career playoff games, so that's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also won 57% of his nice. face-offs in last year's series against the uh, Toronto against the Boston Bruins. So he's, man, we don't really talk about this team's faceoff dominance a lot. Yeah. But Ryan O'Reilly finished top in the league, I think. In percentage or wins total? or uh, I can't remember which one. Last year he set the record for total faceoff wins. It, it might have been that. But I don't know. Either way, he's been phenomenal and, and Bozak's really good. I don't know how good Sunquest is. Probably not Meh. great. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, so at the end of the game, shots were twenty six to twenty five. Uh, faceoffs were dead even at fifty fifty. Uh, we had the three power plays. The Jets have one. Nobody scored. Jets have way more hits, thirty six to twenty one. But that's measured by your home team. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, blocks were sixteen to thirteen. Blues and each team uh, was credited with six giveaways. In the post game comments, David Perron said, "It feels good. It's one game right now." Uh, I knew the atmosphere was going to be awesome. It's intimidating, but it's also fun. Perron, of course, played uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights in Winnipeg last season, so maybe that's why he feels comfortable. He was around for a lot of it, but wasn't he scratched a bunch in the final? I want to say like he didn't see a lot of ice time at certain points in that series. But you're still there. I think you're right, yeah. Uh he also said, I just love the way it was between the second and the third period. Everyone was calm, and that's the way you need. Uh, we're, we're not going to win every single game, but I thought we played a pretty good game. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Never admit defeat. 
Indeed, indeed. We are getting a 16 in a row. First team ever to do mm-hmm. it. Tampa's out of the running for that. We'll get yep. to that in a minute. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, on the on Bennington, he said, unbelievable. Same way he's been ever since he came to our team. His patience, his composure. That's what we need in the playoffs. Um, just a good overall team win. Barubi had some comments. He said, uh, Bennington handled it well and played a hell of a game. Uh, he said the Jets were tight. They were physical. It was a hard game like we expected. Uh, he said Patty Maroon is a good player down low in the offensive zone. That line does it better than any line on our team. They grind that puck down low mm. on the youngsters. Drop the ass to the flow. <laughs> he said, I thought they got better as the game went along. Benner looked good all game. you damn right he did. And finally he said, it's one win, but it's a good win. It's going to be a battle, but we were on the right side tonight. What an observation. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a ton more to say. Uh, I don't I don't think we stole a win. Mm. I don't know that we were the better team for most of the night, necessarily, yeah. either. I think we were the much better team in the third period, and that ended up being the difference, and sometimes that's fine. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's hard, especially in the first, at least, to ever be like, the better team on the road in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, that's Like, true. if you are, then your team is not going to make it. If mm-hmm. you're, like, on the home team and you're like, you didn't own the first period of the game at home of the first game of the playoffs, I'd be like, oh, no. So, like, the Lightning, probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Well, I mean, I guess we can talk about that now. What do you think? Have... What do you think about game two? It's just going to be oh, for us? in Winnipeg, same deal. <laughs> Yeah. What, are you, what are you feeling? There's some bad blood there now. People mouthing off to Shifley and Line A. Uh, Tyler Myers laid some really big hits on guys. Petrangia got hit right in the back and got up and looked kind of dazed. Like, what the hell just happened? It's, it's, it's getting a little rough. We thought it would. I think everyone knew it would. But I'm interested to see how that carries over in the game, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Winnipeg will know that they cannot go to St. Louis down 2 to nothing. And I lean towards they won't mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see i think you're gonna see a less i think you're gonna see a less physical game to start yeah i think they're gonna say we have to get on the board early early yeah. as fast as we can and it feels like and this is nothing more than superstition and hearsay but it always feels like the really late playoff games always end up shitty so maybe that's <laughs> playing into oh, it boy. But, um yeah i mean this was not a game like all of the Minnesota games where, God, it's been so long since we were in the I playoffs. Know. It's not, I know that that's two years, and for some teams they're like, fuck you, but for us <laughs> it feels like a long time. Uh, but, if, if I mean, Bennington did steal it in one sense of the word, but mm. it wasn't like he, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit him in any way, but he didn't have to stand on his head constantly yeah, yeah. and make 50 saves to keep us in this one. Um so I could see if if we get a win next time, I could see it being more along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lean towards it'll probably be a loss, but a close one. But that's just, I mean, it's not started yet. So it's just total speculation at this point yeah. based on how the series has gone. I think Paul Maurice is a really good coach. This is a team with playoff experience. They're not going to want to go home in the first round, and they're not going to do it quietly if we do make them do it so as much as i'd love it to be a sweep i think we're in for a serious <laughs> yeah do you have any thoughts on that no i mean 
even if we win and it's 2-0, I've seen that story before. So I'm I'm always of the mind that I don't care until game four is won or you know your fourth win is won and you're moving on. Until then, I'm always going to feel a little trepidation. To the east but yeah, I think I think the big takeaway for me tonight was Bennington looked really good and did not look shaken by this because I really I want want to text you that. I wanted to tweet that out there, but I didn't want to be negative. I was like, what if, and this is before the game, like, what if Jordan Bennington just implodes? Because then it's game over. Oh, God, it's game over for the whole franchise. So I was <laughs> I was super happy to see him hold his ground and look completely calm and composed. And even some of our younger guys, like Brube was saying, came on later. Barbashev looked good and Thomas looked good. Maybe, maybe, we've, maybe we got something here. Who knows? Could be, could be. We'll see. You want to talk about some of the other games? Sure. The Tampa Bay Lightning walked into the playoffs and strutted their stuff like they owned the place as everyone expected them to until they didn't anymore. Alex Killorn, Anthony Sorelli, and Yanni Gord got the goals in the first period. It was 3 to nothing before intermission, and it seemed like the fears of the Lightning just... Uh, floating through the playoffs unopposed were more and more likely until Nick Felino, team captain of the boss of the Columbus <laughs> Blue Jackets, scored. Uh, followed by in the third period, David Savard, Josh Anderson with a shorthanded goal. What I would not give to get that guy on the Blues. He is a monster. He's like a Brendan Gallagher type. Oh yes, uh, just that's all you had to say. Feisty. I knew. I I wanted to light your face up. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Ooh, that's after hours. Seth Jones, 14 minutes into the third period, scored the go-ahead goal on the power play. The Blue Jackets would not look back and took a one-game lead out of Tampa. Well, not out of Tampa Bay, but in a game that was in Tampa Bay. You'll remember, of course, that the Blue Jackets were up two games to nothing on the Capitals last season mm-hmm. and were an inch of the post away from being up three games yep. and thus obviously winning the series uh, until the Caps rallied back and won in overtime and the rest was history. So not a team to be taken lightly. I did say they would win it in seven games and give the Lightning more of a challenge. I really need the lightning to come through <laughs> for my predictions and my postseason fantasy roster. But um, one I game, it, one I game. Good, I think it's a good series. It, it could be a. It, it could also function as a wake up call for the lightning, and they could just friggin' storm the gates. Oh the yeah, rest of the series. None of the top guys contributed, so it could be you know a real shit show when they show up. <laughs> the New York Islanders. Also won a game four to three in overtime. Oh, we've got. Don't let us forget to talk about the draft lottery too. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, We can (laughs) stop if you want to. We can hard stop. But Jordan Everly scored, and then Phil Kessel scored, and then Brock Nelson scored. That was the first period. Evgeny Malkin equalized 13 minutes into the second period. Nick Letty opened the scoring in the third period, followed by Justin Schultz with a. 90-second remaining equalizer, but Josh Bailey, assisted by some kid named Barzel, uh, won the game with 
15 minutes remaining in the first overtime to give the Islanders a commanding one-game series lead. <laughs> um, the San Jose Sharks are currently up 3-1 to one on the Vegas Golden no. Knights. And with 30 seconds left in the game, breaking news, the... Fucking horseshit Dallas oh. Stars are beating yes. the Nashville Predators 3-1. to one. Goals scored by Roman Yossi, Miro Haskinen, Miro Haskinen, and Mats oh. Zuccarello. <laughs> He's back, baby. He's back. He's scoring, and it is final. The Stars win 3-2 nice. over the Nashville Predators, but P.K. Subban got a goal, yeah, so my team was not scoreless. My postseason. Can you team. imagine Matt Zuccarello comes back like he has, and they go, this is like a deadline deal, because it was a deadline deal, but then he died, <laughs> and now he's back again. This is like a trade for someone at the deadline, and they're like, yeah. This is like when you start downloading something and then you forget that it's downloading and then it finishes and you go, oh shit, I forgot I was even downloading anything. Paul Stastny has his first point, but the Vegas Golden Knights are trailing three to one. Mark Stone has the lone goal. Interesting slate of action. All all upsets. No, not all upsets because the Islanders are some crazy how the favorites. Oh, yeah, whatever. That's still an upset. Um, but the rest of them are technically upsets. And as we all know, the first game of every series determines the outcome of the yeah. series. So they're all four-game sweeps for the underdog. Congratulations to the five Stanley Cup winners. <laughs> We've all won the Stanley Cup. Uh, I and I won't hear it. Dribbled water off my <laughs> front. Um, <laughs> my front half. <laughs> the two biggest, two of the three or four biggest metropolitan areas, areas in the United States got all three of the top picks in the draft when mm. the New Jersey Devils won the draft lottery, followed by the New York Rangers, <laughs> followed by the fucking Chicago Blackhawks. I am not uh. pleased. I'm especially not pleased that this shitty system bailed out the Ottawa Senators. If I'm honest, as much as I don't want Dylan Cousins to be a Chicago Blackhawk, I'm maddest. I mean, and I get that they're in our division, but I'm mm. still maddest that that shitty system bailed out that piece of living human debris that is <laughs> Eugene Melnick and let him or Pierre Dorian or whoever pretend that they're fine and that they're smart. Yeah, see, we never were going to get the first overall pick. Uh, we just missed out on the fourth. Such fucking horseshit. I, I can't. Uh, they I'm need so to change I, that draft lottery. You it's got to be here's the thing. It's got to be like bottom 10. Chicago shouldn't have had an, a chance. Yeah, no way. Come on, they were in the postseason picture like a two weeks. Mhm. Ugh. I looks I am butt hurt cuz it's Chicago, of course. But like I wouldn't have been thrilled if Philadelphia had moved up again mm. either and I like Philadelphia. It's just like it, it if if you want to lottery the top five or top eight or whatever so that it you don't entice tanking, fine. But it can't be every non-playoff yeah. team. You have to admit that the even the you know the Montreal Canadiens are not a non-playoff team in the way that the Ottawa Senators, even if it wouldn't have been their pick, are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who needs more help? Well, I am plus, like, 
as as much as it's true from a comedic standpoint, imagine if Ottawa had their own pick this year and had gotten fucking shafted like that. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Are you kidding me, that franchise? Like, I don't want to re- reward Eugene Melnick, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that franchise needs help so badly. <laughs> like, I get... And really, they're one star away from having a great core of young talent, but they really need that one star. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, they weren't going to get it this year anyway, but if they, you know, had had the opportunity, now they don't anymore. And it's just, it's a bad system. The NHL is so bad. As Steve Dangle is fond of saying, hockey's going to be so great when it's finished. Mm-hmm. I really love that quote. <laughs> it's so accurate. Um yeah, I just whatever. I don't know. It's it's frustrating, but it's all right. We'll survive. Um, any other thoughts? Are there other things we need to discuss? I'm sure there are that we've forgotten. But uh, we had a giveaway me. on Twitter today. If you weren't around, you missed out. Be there for the next. Be one, around, which could be as soon as Friday, or maybe won't be. Probably. <laughs> but like, um, you're confusing me and the listeners. And all our fans. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Nice 45 minute playoff episode, so nobody's gonna bitch. You can listen to this over lunch. Except for you, Vince Dunn, with your shit. The real Vince Dunn there. I doxed you. It's not the real Vince Dunn. That's what you um, would say if it was the real Vince Dunn. Haven't decided on an outro theme yet, but you all are gonna hear whatever it is when it's. Roll decided. the wheel! Roll the wheel of outro themes. We're going to do it right now, and we'll talk to you Friday. We will talk to you. Oh, yeah. I'll be much more tired and much more drunk. Oh, here we go, baby. Get ready. He's going to be a pretzel all night. Mm -hmm. Until then, say something German. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, no. Get hype. (laughs)